Hey guys, welcome to episode 86 of A Wrestling Gal Podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J, as today I am joined by the podcast machine, Mike Larkin. Now let's chat. Hello, everybody. Today, I am joined by the mad podcast machine, Mr. Mike Larkin. So how are you doing today, Mike? I got a bone to pick with you. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Hey, guys. Watch her kill Mike at promo series five. What's that all about? What's that all about? I got to back up my girl. Hey, it's my girl, too. It's my co-host. But still, man, you're just not going (laughs) to act like I'm just going to bring the flavor with my promo. My goodness, girl. But yes, I understand. Girl power. Hello, Ella J. I am ready to chat with you. See, and that's why I have another bone to pick with you. You're trying to steal my line, bro. Yo, girl, (laughs) you do chat. You add an amplify with the chat. You know what I'm saying? I do. I try to make it longer every time. Now, I think of you every time I do it. Now, I'm like, somewhere Mike is listening to this trying to outdo me. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you talk about, though, your opponent, uh, Brittany, coming up. You guys have promo series five for Max Wrestling UK coming up next month, actually. Yep. So what are your thoughts heading into that exhibition matchup against your good pal, Brittany? It's one of these things where, like, she had just started doing some stuff for promo-wise with Max, and now I'm going to be her fifth opponent. And we had talked about doing it. I planned about it for months because I'm like, you know, you and I are going to have to do a promo down the line. She goes, oh, I'm down for that. And I'm like, all right. So I talked to Daz, who is the man behind Max Wrestling, and I'm like, dude, we're probably going to set this up for promo series. And Brittany was down, and it all came together. Uh, For me, it's a two-way thing, you know, because it's like that's my friend. That's someone who I love and I care about who's not just my podcast co-host, but she's my friend. And I also look at it like this is also the girl that I watched when I was 17 years old wrestle Beth Phoenix on Friday Night SmackDown mm-hmm. as a kid who was a senior in high school. For me, it's just like it's 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 a pleasure. It's an honor. And for me, it's it's fun. So I really I can't wait. This is probably one of my favorite bouts because at the end of the day, who I've gone against, we're all professional wrestling fans and we're all friends at the end of the day. But this is someone who has been in the business and who has made her mark in the business. So for me, it's a true pleasure. Now, I asked Brittany the same question, and she was a little more secretive about it. But can you give us a little taste or a little sneak peek of what you're going to bring to the table against Brittany? 90s pop, a lot of dancing, a lot of singing, (laughs) and then a lot of seriousness. And, uh, yeah, I'll be honest with you. I already told her. I said, look, when I'm back on Long Island, I'll buy you dinner because I said some things. I'm just going to say I said some (laughs) things. That's all I'm going to say. But, yeah, you can expect a lot of singing, a lot of dancing, a lot of Backstreet Boys, a lot of Vanka Boys, and just a whole lot of flavor in your ear. That's what you can expect. You know, you talk about, too, about Brittany being your co-host and becoming well besides opponents. You guys are actually good friends in real life, too. So can you tell me more about how this friendship kind of developed with Brittany Savage? When did you guys meet? My goodness. Well, I asked her to do an interview in the summer of 2017. We both had a lot of things going on. She had a lot of things going on, you know, family-wise, and I had a lot of things going on because my grandmother at this time was taking a turn for the worse, so I was still podcasting and dealing with family matters as well. 
So I reached out to her because the first time I ever saw her and I knew about her, of course, was the Beth Phoenix match. And a lot of wrestling websites were doing a lot of coverage of the indies. And around this time period, she was doing a WSU and NYWC, which are pretty close to me, WSU in New Jersey, NYWC on Long Island. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. Let me ask her. And she was down to do it. And we did the interview, which I'll be honest, is one of my longest interviews. Went almost two hours just talking about professional wrestling and Mm -hmm. pop culture. A good portion of that show was pop culture. And we're both from Long Island. What's funny is where I graduated on East Islip High School, she graduated, I believe, Connectquat. So that's like 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's pretty close. And also the fact that she went to a lot of the same events I did as a kid. She went to Jones Beach to see Summer Jam and Winter Jam for 106.1 BLI, one of the uh, local radio stations, for which is just a great event for music. So we had a lot of stuff in common. And then I reached out to me, the Overture, and said, hey, I have this pop culture show. Would you like to be a part of it as my co-host? And she was down. Uh, we've had a couple of people that she knows from the wrestling industry on the show, like the Greek god Papa Don, uh, Randy Summers. We've had the Black Rose Nikki Adams, who is one of her best rivals. So, I mean, it's just been fun, and we get to talk music, movies, and just uh, provide our banter for the show. And, I mean, that started three years ago in the summer of 2017, and now here we are in the fall of 2020, and we're just doing the damn thing. Now, I have a question, too. So, you've obviously done a lot of promo battles, like, over the years. So, how do you think you've kind of developed this confidence, and do you have, like, a certain way you prepare for certain promos, or does it depend on um, your opponents for it? How do you prepare for certain promos? Okay, so when I first started in 2018 for uh, the promo stuff that we had started, because the promo championship was coming back with Max Wrestling, we did a lot of trivia challenges when Mm -hmm. I started coming on, but then the promo battle started back in 2018, so... I wasn't originally going to be in it, but Daz is like, we need people. Would you like to be a part of it? And I'm like, all right, we'll just do this for fun. So we did like a thing where I qualified uh, to be in the thing, and I did it. And I'll be honest with you, my first initial promo sucked because I was camera shy. I was camera shy, and I mm-hmm. I was not known for the gift of gab. I was known as the knowledge guy. So mm-hmm. it was kind of little something to get used to. But 2019, you know, becoming our promo champion, just going through the bouts. And with our opponents, like, you get to know a little something about them. And I developed just, you know what, I'm going to be myself. And I also looked at it from the interview standpoint. I always say, no matter what time you have with interviews or whatever time you're cutting a promo, make the most amount of times you're going to go. So I would do promos that are like five minutes, you know, four minutes, what have you. And I just would do it by the person. Like, this person sounds like this. I do an impression of them. Like, for instance, I had Moni Lynn, and she sounds like this. Oh, my God. So she's got that typical <laughs> alley girl about her. But she also brings that Latina heat. I uh, got Travis the Walker Anderson. He's from North Carolina, so I do the accent. And it's just it's, – <laughs> And, and he's and he's one of my best friends. He's one of my good friends, and he's very good. There's just so many people from your Robert Davises, our current promo champion, Nicola McDonald, a.k.a. the Demoness. We all have our different characters about it, and I'm just the dude that likes to go buck, buck, buck wild. I mean, you've been a part of my promos. I do like mini movies. I'm like half funny, half serious, but, you know, I make sure that each and every time I do it, I do it like my interviews. I'm going to give you something to remember. I'm going to give you something that really stands out, and I'm going to put my heart and soul into anything that I do. So, yeah. Now, is there a certain, like, roast or burn in any of those promos that is memorable to you that sticks out or that you're just the most proud of? I think the one that I did with the Demoness where I painted my face and I had, like, a black Mm -hmm. and white face paint on, that one sticks out. 
because like she didn't want to do it because we're friends but i'm like let's just do it and then we came up with something that was very special uh my series with travis was always fun just because you know he's so good and he has that mask which is a heavy son of a bitch mask that he wears it's very like walking deadish and it's very cool and really accentuates him uh the one i just did with daniel crimmins because i you know i had my top head on and i was doing like a 40s field that was pretty fun uh the shape where i got to go to a dark edge Everyone is different, but I, I think really want everyone I've just enjoyed. I think the ones that I've enjoyed this year, The Shape and Dan, and of course last year, The Demoness and Travis, really everyone. Everyone, I really can't pick one for that one, but everyone has had a different story. Everyone's had a different vibe and different feel to it. And I really enjoyed who I've worked with. Now, you know, speaking of promos, I'm going to put you a little bit to the test here tonight, Mike. Sure. Uh, I don't think you were, maybe, we'll see. I'm interested to see what you come up with, but... Um, I think for the first time ever, do, are you down for like a spontaneous promo challenge? Okay, sure. <laughs> now, I won't be giving a promo because God knows I suck. But I'm interested to see what if you could make a promo about me as if we were opponents. So you want me to just cut a promo on you from the spot? Yeah. Okay. We got Ella J over here. She calls herself a wrestling gal, and that's great, and that is awesome. But when you got people like me who's a podcast machine, can't stop, won't stop on the grind, I make this kid look like an amateur. You see, all day and all night, I'm on the microphone. I'm talking. Hell, I'm talking in my sleep. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is my luck. You see, I'm dreaming about podcasts. I eat, sleep, and breathe podcasting. We got people like Ella J. That's great. That's all well and good. But when you're going against a man like myself, Mike Larkin, ah, ah. Wheels ain't coming off the track, and I'm back. Boom. Round of applause, everybody. You can't hear me, but Mike, pretty good. You know, from the spot, I see you. I see you. You've definitely developed your skills. Very very good. Nine out of ten. Um, Very, very good. You know, you had some a little bit rhyming in there, a little bit of attitude. God knows I couldn't do that (laughs) as I'm still developing my gift of gab, as you would say. But, you know, I'm curious to know, too, um, you talk about like having this like stage fright or like camera shy and stuff. How have you gotten more comfortable with that? Because I know for the first time I've like been on camera recently, too. And like it's a struggle. I talked to Brittany. Like, how do you overcome that like camera shyness or stage fright, I guess? So when I was a kid, now obviously I have a lot of uh, home videos, and Mm -hmm. Brittany has yet to see these because we've talked about this. Like when I was a kid, most of my home videos was just, you know, me and my mom were out and about. But also I used to do do a lot of dance moves. Like I did Bye 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 dance on camera. I've done Tearing Up My Heart while dancing on my friggin' treadmill, for God's sake. But that was just for fun. You know what I'm saying? That's music-wise. But for this, when you're actually looking to the camera, you know, doing a promo, I'll be honest. Most of the stuff, I don't even write this down. It comes off the cuff cuff while I'm, Mm -hmm. like, sleeping or while I'm thinking about it, while I'm laying down. I use my surroundings to my advantage. So what I what's funny about it is too because I'm just this vibrant, this fun hyper cat. But it's very hard for me because while I'm looking to the phone, I got to try very hard not to laugh because I'm about to say something serious. But I'm trying not to like giggle because I'm yeah. like literally screaming in my phone right now. So it's one of the things where it's just like you just have to have that right attitude, that right core about you and just relax and let it flow. Don't think about it. It just go and get right into the zone. It's really just more stability about just having that confidence, having that swag and just knowing from an internal standpoint what you're all about and let that pretty much go into and flow into your promos. And now in the history of wrestling, who do you think are perhaps the top three best promo or trash talkers of all time? The Rock, Mm -hmm. Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
And, well, you know what? I'll go three main ones because that's who I grew up on, Rock, Stone Cold, and Triple H. Mm, I'm kind of a little sad you didn't say The Miz, but it's okay. okay. You, gr- you grew up in a different generation than hold up, me. Hold up, hold up, man. You got to understand something right now, Miss Ella J. I know you're going to say The Miz because you love The Miz, <laughs> but hold on, hold on a second. You got to understand something. When he first came in with the million dollar toughen up with Daniel Pewter <laughs> and all that, I was during the days before the chick magnet, before yeah. he was awesome. I had the days of hoorah when he used to give, give us a hoorah. He was the SmackDown host. So so he, I think he developed after yeah. he got rid of all that. So, yeah, I still have the images of Hoorah in my head. So, yes. <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, you know, you talk about wrestling, too. We're going to get into wrestling a little bit more, if that's OK with you. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. So I was recently on an episode of a podcast where we were talking about our Mount Rushmore's for our greatest wrestlers of all time. I'm interested to know who's on yours, male, female, whoever. Just who's your on your Mount Rushmore of wrestling of all time? Jeff Hardy. That's no shocker. Right there. <laughs> um, hmm. Okay, Jeff Hardy will go Shawn Michaels. Okay, I, I like this so far. <laughs> we'll go Rowdy Roddy Piper. Okay. And you know what? I'll put him on there just because he had such a great rivalry and he was just such a technician. Brett the Hitman Hart. Hmm. Now, can you give me a little bit more explanations for those? Why are those four particularly on your Mount Rushmore's? I think because Brett the Hitman Hart believed in him in himself, and that was his character because he was so serious at what he did. And, I mean, coming from a wrestling family and just so great with how he moves and just his overall character. And he believed that he was the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Um, as far as Shawn Michaels goes, I mean, Shawn Michaels, just the charisma, he can work. I mean, he drove all the girls wild. You know, he's just a sexy boy. The song says it himself. But it's one of those things where Shawn Michaels is just so crafty. He's so he can be flamboyant. He can dance. He can be cocky. He can be serious. He could just make you believe in him and he can sell so great in the ring. Uh, you have people like Jeff Hardy. I mean, it's the daredevil, the risk taker, the charismatic enigma. Uh, he's another one that could sell great in the ring. And just every time I saw Jeff, you just want to see what he's doing off a ladder what he's doing just in general because you can invest and every time he would come out it's like a freaking rock concert because everybody goes Mm -hmm. nuts so that's one and uh the other one that i mentioned rowdy rowdy piper another great talker the piper's pit segments the feud with hulk hogan you know uh the war to settle the score you know during the days of you know cindy lauper and just the rock and wrestling connection and just everything that Mm -hmm. he did from a talking standpoint the match with bret hart at wrestlemania you cannot go wrong with one of the greatest heels that being rowdy rowdy piper Now, on the topic of wrestling, too, not only are you a great wrestling enthusiast, like we mentioned at the beginning, you are a podcast machine. You run the Pop Culture History Podcast, Mm -hmm. Max, you like (laughs) LFC, um, SMS Show, you know, you got uh, Max Wrestling UK, you've done a lot. And, you know, throughout your experience with podcasting, I'm interested to know, do you have any fun or uh, like funny or awkward mishaps or behind the stage stories that you can share with me? Uh, well, I'll be honest with you. One of the funny things about Max was is like we pre-taped who was going to win our promo and knowledge mm-hmm. championship bouts. And Daz accidentally called Travis the knowledge champion because he was competing for the promo title. Oh, here's, well, here's why it's funny, because Travis is like, don't give me the damn knowledge championship. I don't know nothing about that. And I'm just like, <laughs> all right, man. Let it out. Let it out. But no, I mean, <laughs> there's some funny stuff about that. But yeah, merely it's just. 
as, as far as bloopers go, I think there was one thing I misstate, I misspoke, and I was talking about someone, and I came out that I misspoke someone. Like I was supposed to say Undertaker, but I, I came out with like Kane, and I'm like, oh wait, what am I doing? They're both on different <laughs> shows. But yeah, no, it's stuff like that. But there's stuff where you've misspoke. But everybody behind the scenes, it's just it's fun. We're pretty much with Max. We just get ready. We get ready to go, and we just go right in the zone. And I think the hilarity really ensues once you listen to that show. Uh, with Steve and Mike, really, it's the same thing. We just go. We're all ready and set to go we just talk about what we're going to talk about then it's just right in the zone i say the hilarity really ensues more when you listen to the shows and same with lfc i think one thing i could talk about lfc here's what's hilarious about that because there's a funny behind the scenes one on this mm-hmm. one jolene the valkyrie hex and i because as you you and i do with skype we hit the button to record the call here's the problem she i told her are you ready and she just says yeah and i said all right i'm gonna record the call she accidentally hung up on me i said <laughs> i'm about to record the call why did you hang up on me she's like Oh my God, I'm sorry. I hit the wrong button. And I'm like, okay, just don't do that again. And then we had a little good laugh about that. You know, I'm wondering too, if this has ever happened to you. So I originally wasn't starting, going to start out interviewing people, but then it just happened. But on my second interview ever with Alicia too, God bless her heart too. <laughs> She's like an expert. Um, So we were like two minutes in, you know, I, we were getting my groove along and then I look up in the top left with Skype and it does not say recording. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm such an idiot. So I'm wondering if that's ever happened to you where you just naturally start, but you forget to hit record yeah first episode of the Stephen mike show that happened <laughs> and, and it happened and he was looking at me like you didn't record any of that and i'm like hey it was natural i just started talking yeah. but yeah so we had to do a redo and that has actually happened many a times with interviews like you start getting your flow going mm-hmm. and all of a sudden like your computer out of all out of the, out of the blue just wants to start updating stuff and i'm like you seriously gonna do this to me right now because <laughs> yeah and then we'd have to go back and just record what she said or he said so yeah it happens Luckily, that's never happened to me with updates. But one time when I was doing a phone interview, I forgot to take off my like ringtone. So it started ringing like that. I had another call on the other line. I'm like, damn it. So I had to quickly mute it. I'm like, oh, damn. But yeah, no, luckily, that's only ever happened to me once. And it was with someone who does interviews all the time. So thank you, Alicia, for being kind enough. And thank God it was only like a minute and a half, two minutes in. So we didn't have to re-record much. I was just like horrified when I realized it doesn't say recording. And I'm like, oh, gosh. What was the ringtone that you had? Um, it's one of the basic ones on the iPhone, you know. Okay. I don't know. I forget what it's called. Um, like some, I think it's called Country or something. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, it was just I was horrified, and it's just not everything is as perfect as it seems, editing wise, guys. Or you know, sometimes mishaps happen. That they do. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. And you know, too, I'm curious to know. You've done a lot of podcasting. Uh, who are some of your dream interviewees? that you want to have someday jeff hardy mm-hmm. um <laughs> jeff hardy um i think currently right now one that really piques my interest because i've seen her against britney and all on the independent wrestling scene i'd love to interview mercedes martinez oh i love mercedes yes i'd love to interview me mm-hmm. i think someone who's on the nxt uk roster that really stands out for me I would love to interview just because she's very bubbly and she's very, you know, interesting. I definitely would love to interview someone like a Candy Floss who is actually mm-hmm. very, very good. Yeah, I mean, those are some right now. Rhea Ripley, um, 
I'm trying to think because really, I pretty much I look at it like this: anyone you give me, I'm gonna do my research mm-hmm. and we're gonna have some fun with it. Yeah, but if, same. If, yeah, if I had to pick, those are some that really stand out because I'd love to get someone. And I always say this to people: if you are not watching the NXT UK show, you gotta take you gotta take a look at it because it's some of the best talents from the international scene. It's great. And I think for me, it's just like that one that needs to get a little bit more shine. Anyone on AEW like Thunder Rosa really sticks out because I've been watching Thunder Rosa since the Lucha Underground days when she was Cobra Moon. So I would love to interview some people like that. And I mean, I've been blessed for five years to interview people of all facets of life. But those are some right now who really stick out to me and really just bring them on my way. And I'm going to do the damn thing. And I know you would. I know you feel that same way about how you, you know, do your thing. So, yeah. There's so many dream guests, too, and, you know, like you said, just having that platform, you know, you'll take whoever, because we love sharing people's stories, and, you know, I'm interested, too, is there, is there any guest story or, you know, conversation that just is memorable to you or, like, touched you, like, moved you emotionally or anyhow that just kind of touched your heartstrings from the past? I've interviewed a rapper by the name of OG Suicide out of California. He also mm-hmm. has his own... uh a magazine called one west magazine and he we was talking about how he shot himself in the head and he lived to talk about it he has like a God. big scar on his head from where he yeah. shot him and he just talked about that experience and he's doing a lot of like motivational speaking and speaking while also recording music pretty much telling the youth you know just to you know keep on keeping on and just go on and live your life and don't go, don't go down the same road that he did so that was one that really stuck out uh, for me, Christy Knowings was a fun one because I'm a young kid growing up watching Nickelodeon's all that, and she just was telling stories. Oh, about- that's awesome! Oh yes. man. So she was talking about stories about all that, and just really just the amazing part of um, interviewing because we got to talking about how like when I reached out to her, that was through Instagram. She's like, Mike, if this was like 20 years ago, you'd have to go through this agent, that agent, or what have you. And I'm like, no, I think that's the beauty of social media. So just mm-hmm. sharing that story. And just talking with Christy Knowings was pretty cool. Uh, I've got to interview uh, together, which was pretty cool. Uh, Alex Solowitz, who was in uh, Never Been Kissed and does a lot of acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noah Bastian, who was in Johnny Tsunami, the Disney Channel film. So the premise of Together was they were a mock boy band on MTV, and they were making fun of the boy bands. The late Chris Farley's brother was in the group. So talking with those two about you know Together and MTV around that time was pretty cool. Uh, another one that really stuck out to me was Samantha Cole, who's an artist. Um, You know Shaggy, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so their infamous song, Love Me, Love Me, she was on that song with Shaggy, mm-hmm. and she was a big integral part of the late 90s. So I got to interview her and talk about that and talk about the music because she's making a comeback. So, I mean, just, like, listening to different stories like that really stick out in my mind. And, of course, like you mentioned, the great Alicia Toot is always a fun interview. Oh, uh, yeah. Killer Cross, now Carrying Cross, was a great interview mm-hmm. because behind that menacing face is just an awesome and amazing human being. Yeah. But yeah, everybody really just, I really enjoyed it, everybody. But those are ones that really truly stick out for me. Now, you mentioned, too, in one of your interviews that you, like, reached out via Instagram, which I've done a few times, too, whether it be Instagram, Twitter, email, you know, we have the benefit, podcasters have such a big benefit, you know, about a lot of times not having to go through agents, going directly to talent, whether it be via email, Twitter, or Instagram. So I'm interested to know your thoughts on kind of this new, like, wave of technology this new generation do you think that it's super beneficial or do you have you uh, or do you prefer kind of to like i don't know go through agents or i don't know what do you what are your thoughts about reaching out like via technology and all this social media and just in general 
there's a part of me that just likes to do an email because it's mm-hmm. like very professional. But yeah. I think it's it's beneficial because with Instagram, you could do it, Twitter, Facebook, however you get your means of interviewing people and mm-hmm. reaching out to them. Because what's the worst thing they're going to say? What? No. Because I've had yeah. that. Everybody's got that. They'll, they'll say no. Some people don't like doing podcasts. And I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you. I mean, we talk to a lot of people, but I can say to your audience, there's going to be people that just don't like doing podcasts. And that's yeah. okay. Because you move on to another one. Mm -hmm. So, but but for me, it's just, I think it's very beneficial because it's easier. You don't have to go through agents. You could just email. It's very direct and it's very straightforward. So it's really the technology and the technological side of things has really helped over the years for podcasters. And, you know, switching gears here now to more wrestling, as this is a wrestling gal podcast, are you kind of caught up on, I mean, I know you're like a workaholic. Are you kind of caught up on like wrestling in general today? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, for me, the only as we're recording this AEW and NXT are on tonight, but yeah. I'm pretty much caught up with the uh, impact from this week and raw from this week. I usually watch them pretty much in order. But, yeah, as, as someone who is a workaholic, as you know, who does have a shoot job outside of podcasting and I mm-hmm. work late nights, it's tough, but I, I get around yeah. through the week. Oh, my God. How do you balance that all? Because, yeah, like like yourself, I have a shoot job. You know, I have some way behind in podcasting stuff i like almost never watch stuff live how do you balance that all i know we were talking about before this too you literally like get no sleep how like how do you survive honestly with like all this and then like getting no sleep how do you survive mike what's your secret really i just (laughs) i'll be honest with you i'm a night owl so i can pretty Mm -hmm. much stay up but it's one of the things where i look at it like this like we also have social media which is beneficial on youtube we can just see the highlights and give our thoughts on it like yeah. with max with with max we mostly we record on thursdays so mostly we just talk about you know raw impact or if it's a pay-per-view we'll talk about the pay-per-view we'll talk about AEW we'll talk about NXT and then we go home but it's one of the things where you know with wednesdays it's tough because AEW and NXT are on yeah. right but I also look at it like this, like I could just watch it later in the week and I'm good because NXT UK is on the WWE Network. You can watch it anytime. SmackDown, you know, I saw, I don't even watch SmackDown Live. Sometimes I'll just watch it the next day. <laughs> you can find it or on the network. Mm-hmm. Have you? So it help, the weekend helps for me because I work Tuesdays through Saturdays and I'm off Sunday and Monday. So mostly mm-hmm. my catch up days are Sunday and Monday. Fair enough. And, you know, sometimes at least then, too, on Sundays, you can watch pay-per-views and then That's watch true. Raws like actual in actual time. Maybe. In actual time yeah. Unless unless you have an interview because you typically do later <laughs> interviews in the day. <laughs> that is true. But, yeah, no, it, it depends. And for me, when it comes to interviewing, it's all about accommodation and mm-hmm. just doing with people's schedules. Like, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes we have and I think you can attest to this. We have afternoon interviews. We have night interviews. I mean, you're a nut bar. You stay up and do interviews at like five o'clock in the morning. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm interested too. What has been like, not the craziest, but randomest time that you have done an interview? Well, this was not an interview, but my buddy Kyle and I, who also is a fellow podcast, we did a podcast at like four o'clock in the morning, just at like the spur of it. Um, I I think, well, you have people like... Okay, like Yolanda Schmidt, who is an MMA fighter and a sweetheart mm-hmm. of a human being. We did a podcast at like 8 o'clock in the morning, so that was a very early mm-hmm. one. Uh, Molly Bryson out of the UK is a personal trainer. We did one at like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. So, yeah, those are two that really stick out. Yeah, I God knows I've done one at I think every point of the day. I've done midnight. I've done 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 
uh, I think literally the only time frame I haven't is between 1 and like 5 a.m. That is the only time bracket where I have not had an interview. But like every other time, it's just like, you know, you become flexible. And if it happens that you're off and you really want that person, you're just going to make it work. Of course. And I think if you really want to, you know, apply your craft from a yeah. verbal interviewing standpoint, you know, you got to rock it out, man. Oh. Yeah, no. But on the topic of wrestling, I'm, I'm interested to know, you know, wrestling is filled with so many talented wrestlers and promotions today. But what, who do you think are some underrated wrestlers currently in the world right now who deserve more appreciation because they're so good, but maybe perhaps they don't get the recognition that they deserve? Keith Lee, just because I hate the oh. fact of what they're doing with him on the main mm-hmm. roster. Yeah, I love Keith Lee, but yeah, Keith I agree. Keith Lee is the one. All right. Um... Man, I look at people in Impact like Rohit Raju with what he's doing mm-hmm. with the Exhibition Championship. That dude's got, like, so much talent. And I think people also can look at people like an MJF who just is someone who's just so good. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's someone who's going to be a future world champion, and I can't wait to see. Um, as far as really just in general, I think there's people like on NXT UK, because going back to some people that don't know, you look at people like Kaylee Wright. You look at people like Piper Yeah. Nick, like check those girls out because they're so good and i think they're so underrated and i can't wait to see where they go in the future i mean you look at nxt you got people like tony storm coming back and ember moon who's now back on nxt like so for those who are not familiar with ember moon you get to play catch up because that's her roots you know in nxt but those are just some that really stick out to me and i mean you look at guys in the retribution like mustafa ali is finally getting his just due like right so good mm-hmm. And you have people like Dominic Dijakovic is in there as T-Bar, like your Shane Thorns, Mia Yims, Mercedes Martinez, Dio Maddens, the whole nine in that group. So everything that's represented by Retribution, I think, is also one that really sticks out with what we just saw with Mustafa Ali. So I'll go with that. Speaking of Retribution, what do you think – I don't – what do you think their plans are going forward? Because obviously they have uh, people coming in extras who aren't, you know, don't have names yet coming in. But I'm inter- I don't know what they're going to do with Mercedes and Mia because we haven't really seen them like s- square off or like attack the women backstage at all. It's just kind of together as a collective group. So how do you think they're going to kind of branch off Mia and Mercedes into this women's division, but also be a, a part of Retribution? Could put them in the women's tag team division. That's sure. one thought. Yeah, that's one thought. And I mean, I, they're so dominant whether they're together or separate. Yeah. I think they'd be just fine. But I also look at it like with Retribution. I'm sure that we could possibly or finally have that whole tie-in that Mustafa Ali was the hacker that we saw the truth shall be revealed yeah. on the SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And I hopefully they bring that back because he did his little symbol when he put up his hand. So I'm like, yes. there's be a tie-in there. So, I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes, whether they tear apart Raw. Well, it's going to be Raw because, you know what, the draft is coming up, but I don't see them going to SmackDown because they've constantly – No, SmackDown's promoted. a two-hour show, you know. Exactly. Endless, yeah. So they've promoted like them as like the Raw Crusaders are just friggin' like tearing it up, man. Dare I say tear up from the floor up. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jesus – Tore up from the floor, and it's like it's a great group that really gets to showcase people that have not gotten their just due, and I love what it's about. But I think if they just go on a tear, you move Mustafa Ali into like a very singles position, go for the United States, go for whatever, but just bring everybody up. I think it's going to elevate them, and I'm really interested to see the direction of Retribution goes. 
I certainly hope so, too, because a lot of the times when they bring up, like you were talking about with Keith Lee, they'll bring up NXT superstars and, you know, they'll have a great run for a few weeks, but then their momentum just kind of stops. For example, like Bianca Belair, who came up, you know, she had an amazing showing in the Women's Royal Rumble. She brought up for a couple of weeks, but she's been kind of dormant for the last few months. And then now she's finally coming back and reprising herself. So do you think that they're actually going to commit to retribution? Because I feel like it's a curse getting called up to the main roster sometimes for the NXT stars. Like you were talking about Keith Lee. Do you have high hopes for them? Or do you think they're going to kind of lose momentum as the months go on? I'm going to be optimistic and hope that's all I can do. Sometimes you got to be hopeful, <laughs> optimistic. I truly hope so, you know? And I mean, I look at people like Matt Riddle, who's come up from NXT as well, doing his thing on SmackDown. I'll be honest. I'm kind of tired of him and the King Corbin feud, like wrestle somebody else. Ugh, wrestle yeah. somebody else. And that's the thing too. And I mean, I, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm just going to say on that one, I'm going to be hopeful and I'm going to be optimistic and that we get some good things from that. I certainly hope so. I have very, very high hopes. I'm biased because I love Mia and Mercedes, and Mercedes is on my uh, women's Mount Rushmore, like I mentioned on the Hot Tag Hooligans podcast. She is so talented, you know, and I feel like she – I'm just biased. I'm going to go on a rant right now. I feel like Mercedes Martinez is, like – I can't even describe the level of talent that she has. She is so amazing, putting on a 75-minute – Iron Woman match, you know, she has the stamina to go. She's been in the business 20 years. She can go with anyone. She's a veteran. She can put over anyone, but she also has the ability to be a major champion and a major player. And she's one of those like rare utility players who can either put over talent to be a champion or do both, you know? So I just, I sing my praises for Mercedes Martinez and Mia Yim. I just hope they don't uh, flounder, I guess. (laughs) Hey, I'm right there with you. I was I popped when I first saw Mercedes Martinez and Mia Yim in the May. Yeah. Like I was just so happy for them because like the match you were talking about, I believe what was that for Rise with Tessa Blanchard, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, like for me, like I knew about her from the Northeast and stuff. Like I knew the talent that she had, so I'm like, why is this girl not signed? And then they finally do it and hopefully yeah. like it's the same with Mia. Like I just hope a lot of great things for them. So I really, you know, I go with what you're saying. I, I'm all about it, so I concur with you. You know, I agree. And, you know, Mike, it's been another great episode with you. We'll definitely do this again. I will always have you on. And, you know, you you got Promo Series 5 coming up next month. And before I let you go again, can you let everyone know where they can find you and all your projects on social media? You could check me out at steveandmikeshow.com. You could check me out with Andre Corbeil on wrestlingwrestling.com. You could check me out as a part of the Max Wrestling Podcast, Dazzy Dangerously, Mike Larkin, Moses Marquez, Travis the Walker Anderson, maxwrestlinguk.weebly.com, Max Wrestling UK on the Twitter machine, Max Wrestling Podcast on YouTube. You could check out lingeriefc.com, beauty, strength, and dominance, the three key elements that make women the work of art that they are, lingeriefc.com. Now has LFC Born to be Wild from Sturgis, South Dakota. Born to be wild. Thank you. You sing that better than me. Now on the <laughs> website, yo, you can check me out with the podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Anchor, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your audio podcasting platform needs. You can check out SoundCloud.com slash MCLarkin92. I'm on Twitter at SMShow1, MCL92 at pop underscore culture underscore pod. With me and my girl, Brittany Savage, doing the damn thing on the Pop Culture History Podcast. (laughs) Brittany Savage laughed. I cannot wait for promo series five. It is going down. It is going down. And as I said before, she gonna kill you. Just kidding. But not really. Love you, Mike. (laughs) 
Thanks. I love you too. <laughs> Thanks again for joining me today. It's always a pleasure, Mike. Thank you. It's always a pleasure on my end as well.